Hey, Drewbies. In case you missed last week's episode, uh, our conversation on Whip It ran really long, and we realized during editing that we needed to split it up into two parts. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen now, and this episode is going to just jump right back into where we left off. Enjoy. And then some other notable crew, obviously Chris Miller and Nancy Javonin were producers on here. Like, I just Mm -hmm. felt like I have to mention that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, Also, Kat Thomas did the costumes, which I love the looks in this movie. Me too. And they feel very real. Like you see people repeat some of their like Mm -hmm. outfits, which I always love. And she also did Grey Gardens, which like what a different project. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) And Going the Distance, which... As I really loved your style and going the distance as well. So mm-hmm. that's fun that she uh, showed up in this as well. Mm-hmm. And then I think this was the last time, but um, Barbara Olvera was mm-hmm. the hair department head on Whip It. And Drew and her started working together on Scream, which is so funny because Drew wore a wig, a wig in that movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But she was like specifically there for Drew. And uh, they did 14 movies together, which is, like, incredible. That's like, so cool. Like, I, I can definitely remember that name. Because I'm sure anytime I'd watch a yeah. movie, I would look for Drew's, like, right. assistant and Drew's hair and Drew's yep. makeup. Yeah, so it I, would be, I like, Kim that. Green doing makeup and Barbara doing hair, like, for yep. so many movies. Yeah. But I guess she works mostly with Scarlett Johansson these days, so... Okay. Yeah, which is great, but I was just like, she's oh. doing all right for herself. Oh then, yeah, but she doesn't have yeah. any sort of web presence, which is such a bummer because I bet she has so many oh, cool pictures. My God. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and then also, Darren Michaels was the stills photographer, still photographer, and he's done eight Drew or Flower Films movies, starting That's with cool. Charlie's Angels. Yeah. So it's just that thing again of like what you said, where she like rehires the same people keeps the same crew around it's just fun something about still photography that i didn't realize for a long time but is really a unique thing i love it is that a still photograph is not a still generally not a still from the film role yeah people misuse that a lot like they're talking about a screenshot that's not a still like a still photographer standing to the side taking photos yeah I just realized that we might have actually said film still earlier when we were talking about the things that Drew had on her wall oh yeah you're right um (laughs) but those are those are it's not a screen capture though because that seems like something different either way a still photographer will sometimes take a picture that it's like a slightly different angle of a scene happening. Yeah. So they'll either do that or they'll do scenes where it clearly has like the director in it and has like the crew. Um. So still, still photographs. I feel like, I mean, yes, they're still used, I think in articles, but it used to be a big thing to have a press kit that would Ugh. have like, Oh, like, ugh. like, I mean, I know. obviously we can, we can go and on and on about it. It's just not a kit. thing anymore. It kills me. <laughs> yeah. They used, I mean, there are some really amazing ones, like for Firestarter, aren't there? Like, oh, yeah. Firestarter so check in our, particular. Check our website. I feel like Firestarter is a really good example where you can see some of the coolest type of like things a still photographer would do. Yeah. We um, have a whole on the Jerusalem. If you go to our eight by 10 um, TV and mm-hmm. film photos, there's all kinds of cool stills in there. So, I mean, Darren Michaels is one of these people and they're on the set probably all the time and they just capture like either a scene being filmed as as the scene would look from the camera's view or similar to or they're shooting like behind the scenes shot. Yeah. So it's a really cool and I think important part role. Yeah, especially when it yeah. comes to promotional material. Yeah. Okay, and then um, some notable thank yous that I think we should mention because uh, it's like, oh, why did she pick these particular people? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. obvious. I think this is obvious. She she does thank Jade, which is kind of like, it's kind of cool. It's like whatever their I mean, her feelings were about her, she felt like, okay, I got to give you some props for this. Yeah. And I love um, with that specific part that it said Jade Barrymore and the Barrymores. Yeah. 
like I think that was really sweet and I, I at first I was like oh her family as in like her ancestors but I also like is she also talking about like <laughs> I don't know the the living Barrymores maybe <laughs> I don't know but I my immediate thought was the, her family that she yeah. was like I'm here as this uh, directing yes. a film now because of you totally really cool. sweet um, and she thanks Julian and Juliet Casablanca. So Julian is the lead singer of The Strokes and Juliet is his wife. So I'm like, why them? That's really interesting, right? Yeah, I think it's I mean, really interesting too. Them, but... but she might have gotten like, you know, easier access to some of the music because of them. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, that's a cool I don't hit. know. Or just like you said, friendships. Yeah. Um, Justin Long is also thanked here, Um, which... <laughs> thanks for I dropping mean, out of the movie. <laughs> but But also like... You know, it kind of shows that there like wasn't maybe bad blood. Yeah, or, it's like sweet. it's sweet, and probably he was there for when she was preparing for the movie, yeah, and she just I bet felt, you're right. I, you know, it's. I think it's really it's cute well, that he's there. And let's put it this way: by the time the movie came out, they were totally back together, even though they weren't admitting it. So it's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. So they went through this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and then. Interestingly, uh, Steve Martin, but he's credited, you said, as Stephen Martin. That's what I saw. Weird. So I wasn't quite sure it was the Steve Martin. But um, it, they do. So Bliss and Oliver, when they're on a date, they are watching The Jerk, which is his movie. Yeah. So yeah, they're at the Alamo Draft House in Austin watching The yeah. Jerk. Yeah. And I know um, Drew has talked about loving that movie. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense. I just thought I have to like go back and see if I'm right that it said Stephen Martin. I just okay. remember seeing it and I didn't note it because I was like, maybe it's someone else. Yeah, that makes but sense. <laughs> either way, it makes sense for them to think someone he probably was involved in them, allowing them to use the jerk. That's you know, what who I knows. figured. Yeah. Um, and then Steven Spielberg of is not a huge surprise, you know, continued to be a huge part of Drew's life. Um, Drew is quoted as saying, everything I've learned about filmmaking, I owe to him. So and cool. um, she also said that she showed Stephen a rough cut and got notes from him. And uh, he was super proud. Yeah. So that's so it's sweet. Really, it's really cute. And I remember he came to the um, LA premiere, which is like sweet. Aww, yeah. I'd forgotten that, but that's really cool. Yeah. I love that she's like maintained some relationship with him right now and there was that really cute thing on her birthday on her show uh, yeah. where he like came on and didn't he show some like crazy pictures of her dressed like a nun yeah they're why does writing cars with boys keep coming up so this is the <laughs> this is me getting mad at let lies when i'm like this is not the truth <laughs> they said that she sent those pictures to him after she posed in playboy but those pictures are 1,000% on the set of writing cards of boys. So that Who's, would be like- Who said that? Five years later. I think they both were talking about it on the show. Like, oh yeah, I sent those out. I'm like, no, maybe, that's not true. Maybe they actually kind of were like, sorry about the nude pictures like five years, years, years later. later. <laughs> I mean, five years is not that much relatively. That's Who true, knows? that's true. But it's really funny. It's really funny because I remember when I saw them, I didn't immediately clock it as riding cars with boys. And that's probably because what they were saying. Yeah. Either way, well, it, was it, doesn't, cute... it doesn't necessarily look like it's from that. But if you look at the like setting of where it was, like yes. it's where- her houses in the movie like you can see the yes. background stuff who knows yes. I think they were just something weird about because that character is like from a Catholic family so I That's think right. it had more to do with the movie than anything there else. was probably like a like a um montage or something yeah that had. all right so now we wanted to talk a bit about the soundtrack um According to our research, the movie has 75 songs, which seems like a lot, but it I have, a no, way, no, I have that, no way of gauging like how that compares to other films. But... I don't know how it compares to other films, but I know it's more. Um, okay. Like I found a really cool newspaper article that um, talked about it and it was like 75 songs. Like that's so much. Yeah. It's and a lot. They... And also just imagine the negotiations to get all the songs. Oh yeah. Well, if like... you go on Spotify, like half the songs on the soundtrack don't work. To, you know, oh, like right okay. out. Luckily, we have tangible copies of these things because I love yes. the soundtrack. I used to listen to it Me a lot too. And I guess that just means that those those um, musicians are not on Spotify. I don't know. So one of them, and I, it's one of the ones, the best ones. We'll talk about it. But you can't get it on the Whippet soundtrack on Spotify. But if you go to the artist 
by itself, you can. So I don't know. It's weird, like licensing stuff. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It's strange though. Okay. That's really uh, weird. Yeah. Drew worked really hard on the soundtrack as we already discussed. I know that was like very important to her. Uh, We even found out that when they were like working on the film and the producers were kind of like trying to figure out the music, they've started with doing burned CDs, like mixtapes. And there was so much that they had to then like upgrade to entire iPods full of music, which is really cool. Something about burned CDs feels so like 2008, (laughs) you know, like that was like the end of it, I think. But so do iPods, I guess. I know that's (laughs) so weird. Because what would they do now? Make a Spotify playlist? (laughs) I guess so. I I mean, yeah, it would just all be streaming. I feel like Drew would probably still try to find some way to make a mixtape. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I I even like, there's a lot of mentions that they played a ton of music on set all the time. Like how we talked about the Van Halen song for Juliette Lewis. But some of the other songs like that are in the movie, they actually even played on the set when they filmed the scenes, which I thought was really cool. That's so cool. I'm sure that's very abnormal. That's super cool. But one thing I I can't help but think of is the movie Baby Driver. Have you seen that movie? No. So in the film, a lot of the music is like timed with scenes and they were chosen to go with scenes. So, I mean, that's a like specific yeah. kind of example um where Edgar Wright like chose the song as he was like kind of creating the film that's cool um and I'm sure that's kind of even though it's not like timed with it you should watch Baby Driver it's really great is Ryan Gosling um, in it um I don't think so you're thinking of Drive oh <laughs> um yep sure I, am. Can't remember the, I can't remember the name of the actor yeah, but the young like actor him. who plays baby in the movie yeah. is is really really great it's got john ham in it randomly and like jamie a bunch of random people okay yeah but anyway it's, it's fantastic um anyway um the one other note that i wanted to point out is that there are two songs um by bands that fabrizio moretti drew's ex or including the strokes and little joy which know, is cute a- and i i hope that like there was some kind of communication between them when she was negotiating it. Who knows? I, I think so. She always speaks of him really fondly. Like she definitely has good things to say about him still. So that's, that's so sweet. I just like that little touch. <laughs> and and like, I feel like it says something about Drew, like wanting to support people that she's, yeah. I don't know, like, had affection for in the past. Definitely. So I love it. Well, um, yeah, that just made me think um, there's a whole song in Never Been Kissed. Which is kind of, oh, I mean, yeah. she was Courtney too at that time, but still, like, that's kind of cute. <laughs> it's super cute. So, what are your fave, like, needle drops? What are your fave songs in the movie? If, um, if there's a lot, I know, but. So, a couple come to mind. Um, we mentioned one earlier. I, I didn't say specifically what scene, I don't think, but No Surprises by Radiohead is played when Oliver and Bless are saying goodbye before he goes on tour. Um, and that's just one of my favorite songs. Um, yeah, I happen to so, tell it's, Oliver. I know, life. it's so funny. It's such a good, something about the t- uh, tempo of it and the way she's just all like starry eyed. It like yeah, totally works. It works really well. Um, I always, I've always loved the intro to that song. And yeah. I think it, when it like happens in it, it's like, this is exactly the mood. Yeah, and it works so really great. Um, and then the other one I, I noted, and I had to look up what the song was, um, in the scene with the pool, yeah. um, it's called Your Arms Around Me by Jens Lechman. Um, I also really love that That's song. That's like probably my favorite okay. in terms of like, it's so beautiful, but also it just like fits the whole vibe of that scene so mm-hmm. well. I remember when Mila was a baby, like playing that song and kind of dancing around. <laughs> I know. Those are then, great choices. Yeah. What those about are, you? Those are definitely two of my, that I would have picked. Um, and then I also love the stroke song that's in there, the heartbeat in its cage. Um, Cause it starts like right when the final derby match is going and it just like really pulls the energy up for that scene. I think it works perfectly. Nice. And then I also love the very last shot in the film when Bliss is on top of the diner roof and that song, um, it's called Breeze by Apollo Sunshine. It's just yes. like, like, <laughs> it yep. does kind of have a breezy sound to it. Yep, totally. <laughs> but we um, can go and, on and on. There's so many good ones. And I think I think there's something like using the phrase needle drop, like it's something I've heard, but I think in these instances, like it feels like really like, all right, here's the mood. Yeah. And not in a way that feels forced, like it feels just right. Natural. Like you don't yeah. you don't it doesn't take you out of it like we mentioned before. It just like totally works. Yep. 
Yep. Good job, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Super good job. Okay, so um, now moving on, um, Whip It premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival and then had an LA premiere, I believe, before it was released in October, correct? Yeah, and shout out to Drew's um, yellow and black McQueen gown she wore to the inter- uh, Toronto International Film Festival with her black tips and her hair and she had like turquoise nails and really high platform heels uh that dress so is so cool that's like one of the coolest dresses she's ever worn so cool we're gonna have to put a picture in i guess so. um, i'll have to do that <laughs> and then um ashley went on opening night and i think you mentioned on air earlier that you were super pregnant yes but <laughs> so, i so i'm sure you went opening night too um, I can't remember. I'm I must sure you have. Did. I'm sure you did. But I got a shirt like at the movie theater, which I don't, unless I was going to like an early screening or something, but I don't, I don't and remember, I but I thought that like was cool. I like feel like we got posters, but from somebody else, or maybe you got a poster and sent me one. Wow. Yeah. Because I think we have like 11 by 17 posters. So regarding the like financial success of the film, unfortunately, um, it didn't do very well. It still made more than it took to make it. So, you know, it's not like a failure in that way, but Drew was not really happy with the way that the film was marketed and ultimately it didn't end up making a ton in the box office. But you know what? Success doesn't have to be judged that way. I yeah, think it's a successful... I mean, it got very good reviews and I feel like I've seen a lot of people talk about it in years more recently like oh I've like discovered that movie I think maybe it had like a late finding you know like a lot of movies classic yeah she did say that um she kind of wished the marketing had tried to appeal a little bit more to uh males because like Mm. she thought it should have but it did make a lot of like cool uh promotional items I think we already talked about that but they were they did some stuff like it's not like they just put it out and was like what I don't remember if we did talk about it. What what were you thinking about specifically? Um, like the little playing cards and the pins and there's like cups and... I don't think we did talk about this on air Not at least. playing cards, uh, like the players yeah, like, cards. Like, um, like trading cards. <laughs> trading like, cards, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was some neat stuff. I don't even remember, like I think I've got mine after the fact, so I don't know where yeah. they would have been given away. I'm, um, I had a friend who was at Comic-Con before the movie came out and she grabbed me a uh, shout out to Melly. Hi, Melly. She grabbed me like a, a wristband and a sweatband that they were handing out. So I they forgot were that you had stuff. that. Some really cute stuff. Yeah. Um, and as far as marketing to men, I mean, I feel like that kind of stuff, like it's tough because obviously it's about like female empowerment a bit and about like finding your tribe as someone who has struggled like anybody's looking for their tribe right and um I mean you know we were talking about like Elliot Page and you know kind of what that whole thing is is like there's this super like unfortunately new acceptance of like what it means that gender is what is gender yeah I Um, know so much has changed even just since the movie came out totally well so much has changed yeah so um and imagining like marketing to non-binary folks you right. know so like yeah. what does that look like now and i think I know. that's I going to be a struggle see this movie having like a real uh like queer following too yeah well yeah, you kind of get the vibe that eve and then um i can't remember the actress's name but she plays the character of eva destruction with the white uh, platinum hair you kind of yeah. get the vibe that they're like a thing but it's never like blatant i think now it would be more blatant maybe yeah Or maybe it's better that it's not blatant. We're going to also introduce a new segment. If you ever wondered what the Gen Z thinks about Drew stuff, (laughs) we've got a, we've got a little preteen, almost teenager by the name of Mila, and she's going to pop on and tell us what she thinks about the movie. Okay, so it's time for the Minute with Mila. Woo-hoo! <laughs> All right, so this is my daughter, Mila. She's almost 13, and this was her second time watching Whip It. And overall, what would you say about the movie? Um, It was good. I, It's very old-fashioned. <laughs> is it? Clothing. Well, you know what? I remember when it came out, a lot of people couldn't tell when it was supposed to be set. So it does sort of have that, like, look that it's a little bit older than it is intentionally. Okay, what else? 
Um, you know the part where it was like you probably already said this, but like the part where uh her friend pushes her into that guy she likes. <laughs> yeah, we my did. my friends would totally do that to me. They have done that to me. <laughs> so that felt really realistic to you. Uh huh. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you have a favorite character? Um, the girl, the the roller skating girl on the like widow team with the blonde hair oh we were just talking about her yeah you like her vibe yeah she is pretty cool okay any characters you don't care for uh no not really oh that's good oh uh, uh, the neighbor dude he's kind of weird i don't get why he's there the neighbor dude the one the other dad yeah, the like other dad type of guy. He's I don't get why I he's think, here. I think <laughs> barely in it. I know. So if I had I to know, guess, like... I think it was so that they had a way for Bliss's dad to have a reason to like be proud of his yeah. daughter in a similar way. So it's member the neighbor I... dad is all proud of his football son. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I think it was a minor character setting up this thing for Bliss's dad to be proud. Yeah. So what about favorite looks? Like, which uh, outfits would, would you want to wear, if mm, any? Hi. <laughs> uh, uh, no? Uh, no, not really. Okay, if you were on one of the teams, which one would you be on? The Widows. Oh, you like uh, the Black Widows. Yeah. Okay. All right, so overall, thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up. Yeah, enthusiastically? Yeah. Do you think you'd show this movie to your friends? No. Oh. <laughs> Why not? It's just really old and... <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't seem like something we would watch. Yeah, I mean, it's from the year you were born. Ancient. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming in and sharing your thoughts with us. Would you like to come back on a future episode? Yeah. All right. <laughs> thanks, That's the Mila. minute with Mila. Woohoo! <laughs> Okay, so uh, we're not going to go through beat by beat of the movie. This episode is already running <laughs> really long. We've had so much to talk about. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. But when we both did our rewatches in the last few days, we took notes about particular things that we wanted to make sure we mentioned. So mm-hmm. we're just going to kind of go through that real quick in chronological order of the movie. Yeah. Yep. And what was fun is to see where we had crossover and where we didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was pretty fun to to do this and then even like kind of go into our things and we'll be able to comment on each other's comments. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, so the very first note I had was just that the credits font, I really like it. And I kind of wonder if Brent was responsible for that since he does have some sort of uh, graphic credit in the movie. And it kind of... Yep has that all caps cool but I mean it doesn't look like the breeze tattoo but it's like I could see it being by the same artist if that makes sense are you talking about the font that like the title of the movie is in yeah like, and the like, one that's all yeah. of the credits are like that kind of big capital letter bold but yeah. like kind I think of rough looking well. yeah I think it works well and something I didn't take note of but I didn't quite remember how the movie started yeah. And um, I really liked that. I mean, like it was something where I was like, oh, like this is so cool to have it be like framed around this like pageant right. thing. Um, like I was, I don't know why I was surprised. I just didn't remember that, but it was a really, it was really great and good job, Drew. <laughs> yeah. It definitely introduces you right away to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that she's an indie rock loving misfit with that blue hair. <laughs> You know what? This is this is not like a. I mean, it's sort of a criticism, but like you can kind of tell that the blue is like clipped in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> totally, I had the same thought. <laughs> I mean, it, I, it works. I think it's funny, yeah. and I don't understand like what they were thinking. Like, was that an accident or was it not? Like, that's the other thing. Is like she and Pash are doing that, like putting the blue in her hair, and it's like it says temporary. Yeah, and like I don't. I just. Don't I understand. guess if you think about it too hard, it's like. Hmm. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's cute. I like the yeah. way they start it. And I like how there's this like moment where like right after that, where the, the girl who's kind of teasing her, who's a like other yeah. pageant girl is like, what are you alternative now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that word alternative, like I vividly remember kind of that coming into my world in like middle school and yeah. like trying to wrap around my head around what it meant. Well, like, to me, it's just like getting into music because yeah. also middle school when I really got into music this is such a weird little sidebar but um 
my my good friend's older sister she was like cool teen who was never home like never ever ever um but she was really into alternative music in like 93 94 yeah and that's kind of where it started for me but I totally remember she had the mad love soundtrack it's like before I was into Drew in, in any way but I remember being in the room and looking at that soundtrack isn't that weird cool do you remember yeah. listening to it or just like looking at it um we might have been too scared to put her cds on. <laughs> I love that though because that that is like encapsulates encapsul- that like I mean it's obviously like grunge grunge alternative but like yeah. yeah the the response by bliss in the film like alternative to what like yeah. was kind of my first reaction <laughs> in middle school like I'm still learning words you know I right. don't know it's just like <laughs> it's just funny um but yeah. uh, I do okay so moving on I do love the relationship that the parents have with each other like mm-hmm. it's really cute. You can tell they genuinely have like affection. They like flirt with each other in cute yeah. little ways. Like when she like grabs the dad's butt at one point. <laughs> and I was just like, this feels so real. Yeah. So like lovely. And I think there's something like I wrote in my note, like it revealed the relationship reveals itself because there's something where you're like, they're so different. Like right. why why not that not why are they together, but like what well, where is the crossover? <laughs> That's right. But yeah, they definitely have like some kind of partnership where like even when they have the big fight with Bliss and like uh, she goes out of the room and he like comes over and you think the mom's going to be like, get away from me. But she just like lets him like console her. It's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sweet. Subtly done. And and yeah, beautifully done. Yeah. And for some reason, I love the detail that her mom is like a mail carrier. Me too. I don't know why. It's just like you kind of... I don't want to make this sound rude, but like you kind of get like maybe she had bigger aspirations for herself because yeah. she's like pushing bliss so hard to like yeah. elevate and like, yeah. you know, maybe she's like, this isn't really where I wanted I to mean, be in life. I mean, the job feels like blue collar right. and, she, and, and then she has this kind of like prim and proper way yes. yeah. when it comes to the pageant stuff. Also, and like the fact that she was a former winner and stuff. What? I'm just laughing. Uh, remember I told you I discovered that Harmar Superstar is a legitimate postal worker now. That's right. <laughs> so you know what? I think that random. that I think that that those are actually pretty good paying jobs. Like, I know, but it's federal just jobs like... like that. Like, yes, it's blue collar, <laughs> but there's something about like um, the benefits you can get as like a federal employee. No, I get it. I just but don't it's, expect it's really the guy random. who yeah. to his underwear on. <laughs> Maybe he was inspired by this movie. <laughs> you know what? that's canon now (laughs) (laughs) um and then another relationship you can totally tell that Elliot and Aaliyah are like they have such good chemistry like you can tell that they became true friends yep another uh needle drop actually that I really liked is when uh they played Jolene yeah and then they start singing oh I love that part yeah (laughs) and it really feels like they're making it up on the spot like it's it's... really cute and their dancing is like so it feels so natural like I I'm trying to imagine almost like what Drew's direction might have been or maybe she did kind of go go for it I'm gonna play some music and you just dance yeah like it it was so cute there's so many moments between the two of them where I was just like oh yeah you can tell they really are great friends yeah totally um let's talk about Drew's look because we talked Um, about her performance but okay so much to mention about her look yeah just like as a trivia I don't know how many of you guys noticed this but Drew uses the number 22 in a lot of movies. That's her lucky number, as I think most people know. It's like common knowledge, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's not 22 in this movie. Smashley is number two instead because Bliss is 22 because that's the fake age that she says she is when she uh, is first meeting Maggie Mayhem. Yep. So normally she would have been the 22, I think. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, when I was watching the film, I made the note. I'm like, wait, why is she not 22? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it was cool. it. Yeah, I'm pretty like, sure in, you know, the first roller derby scene she ever did, which is in Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. It's that brief little scene. I'm pretty sure she's 22 in that one. Probably. Yeah. I'm like almost positive. Now I'm going to have to go look and put the picture up. <laughs> well, clar- clarification will happen somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Research will um, have to be done. And then she's got the rainbow hair, the rainbow socks, which 
uh, she wears socks just like that in Best Men under the wedding dress, which is so yep. cool. Yep. And I just was rereading a movie line from 1995 and he calls them uh, that she's wearing, the, I'm sorry, the interviewer says that she's wearing Rasta colored knee socks, which I'm like, probably the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Rasta. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe. But... Maybe, but I think it's just like, that's a very Drew, especially like 90s Drew kind of thing. Yep. I love yep. that touch. Um, you had noted the tongue piercing and in yeah. my notes, I, I was like, is it real? Cause I couldn't remember. Oh, you don't remember? Yeah. For some reason I was blanking on the fact that she had it and really you noted it until 2009. Yeah. And, um, it's a funny thing, but I think it works so well with the character. Did she talk about like the decision? You know what? I'm certain she did because, um, she went on a lot of talk shows in 2009 and I remember her showing it a lot. Yeah. So I think it was just kind of one more thing to sort of like be in that sort of zone of what the roller derby vibe was like that yep. felt like another way to sort of get herself in that mode yep and I think it works well yeah like every time she laughs like her like big wide laugh <laughs> yeah. you see you see her tongue piercing yeah uh, and then we also get to see her tattoos which for some reason is always a thrill when you can see her tattoos in movies right it feels really special um yeah. and I feel like this might be like would this would this have been like the last one we would have seen them in? I don't know. Like, gosh, um, maybe in going the distance, I could see that showing up. But maybe there's something I think that uh, you had this note that it reminded you of um, the Lollapalooza pictures. Yeah, I think it's because like a couple times when we see them, she's got like like a almost like a little bra and yep. low pants and it's yep. sort of that same view yep. it's that vibe yeah. yeah um and those pictures like she's viewed from behind like yes. there's some of her walking yeah. away so again <laughs> we'll have to like include those. like a little comparison shot yep so I'm just gonna like talk about the couple of times you mentioned when she's like showing her bruises that's when they kind of show her from behind yeah um, but also when she's like tackling her fiance, you get a good like view of, <laughs> of her tattoos. It's um, crazy. She didn't have any of her arm tattoos at this time. Isn't that oh, weird? Yeah. Now she has first look at first plus second. I was like, three, arm four? tattoos. just four <laughs> like, on her arms now. That's true. Jeez. Do we have them all on our website? We used to. <laughs> oh, guys, we'll get that back up eventually. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing, um, it's. I wanted to point out is there's one scene where she comes into practice late always she's always late and she's wearing a whole foods apron so you kind of learn that she works at whole foods and I guess the original whole foods was in Austin so Drew wanted uh to put that in there because she thought that was cool I, touch I love it and I actually realized like we don't know any of the characters real names other than bliss right so I didn't notice this ever until I read it on IMDb, but, and you have to be listening in the background, but there is one scene where Jimmy Fallon is introducing them and it's not focused on that. It's focused on the team talking, but uh -huh. in the background, he says their real names as well. Uh, I can't even remember what they are. They're all really I just, boring. <laughs> when, you, when you were talking about Whole Foods, I was wondering if you can like see her name on her name tag. Oh, I don't think um, there is a name tag. I feel like there might be dangling. Okay. Um, we'll have to anyway, look. that's a little <laughs> bit of research we could maybe do. Um, the one other note I made about um, the look was I love how like multiple times she's got some kind of like bandage or something like showing yeah. that she got hurt. And so she's got like the neck brace. The at neck one brace point. is so funny. Says, Wait, it, I feel like it reminds me of something specific. Is there like a neck brace? Thing. Oh, it's the the flower films. Uh, oh, Christmas card. Christmas card. Yeah, <laughs> I just, we're like, why is she wearing a neck brace? Yeah, so I just realized <laughs> that that's what it reminds me of, and I feel like that was a joke. Like, I don't, I don't know if it was, but like, you can't you see right. her? Okay, can't now you we see have her? to do a comparison picture of that. <laughs> can't you see her being like, this will be funny? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. She still um, works with all those people. That's great. Yep, and um. And she, like, there's a point when she comes, like, she has a bloody nose. And yeah. sometimes she just, like, looks beautiful with a bloody nose. Mila and, like, was like, oh, is it, <laughs> is it over yet? She doesn't look blood. <laughs> um, and when she gets the bloody nose, like, I just realized she says, God damn it, Diane. Yeah, I love that And part. I don't remember who she's talking to, but clearly we're getting, like, somebody's oh, somebody's name. real name. Yeah, um, you're right. <laughs> but, um, and then she comes in with the nose bandage later. And I, when I saw that scene, I was like, 
how does she look like so cute with those? Like she's like very pretty in this movie. Not that she's not always, but like I'm sure like she was just getting like she was probably like feeling really great. Yeah. She was probably like, you know, she was like getting exercise, like all kinds of things that like make you look and feel great. Yeah. And I she's like right. working on directing her own film. I feel like she would just seems like happy. And she wears um, red lipstick a lot, which like we don't really ever see anymore with her, yeah. but such a good look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um moving on from the look, even though we could probably talk about that forever. I know, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, like so much of it has this like 1995 carefree, like yeah. silly vibe, and it's so fun. Um there's a point when they're putting like makeup is an on bliss. Yeah, right before and then they're her like, first match. Everyone looks good with a little eyeliner, and then they're like, and lash blast. <laughs> And right. at the time, Drew, Drew was a cover girl yeah. spokesperson. And, and Lash Blast was like the first product, the product. That she <laughs> kind of pushed or promoted for them. But And I feel like it like gets quiet and then it's like, end Lash Blast. It's pretty like, awkward. <laughs> it's a little bit awkward, but like it's kind of, I don't know, something about it feels like Drew is like, oh, this is so cool. I have an opportunity to like talk yeah. about makeup. It's like, definitely now, a funny Easter egg for those of us probably, that know. There would probably be some kind of like flower beauty yeah like, you're right if it was now or they would just like have the product sitting there and like show them or something I bet and this you're is, right this is like it's part of the business yeah but something about it like it takes me out a little bit because yeah. I knew I and I, I made a note like the ADR even seems a little too clean <laughs> like I don't know well it can't um, be a perfect movie we've had yeah <laughs> We both made some notes about shots we like. So yeah. um, So if you want to like list a couple that you posted. Okay. Or that you made yeah, comments we can about. jump around and do that. Um, well, yeah. all the ma- derby matches, I just love how they're shot. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. even starting with like um, when they're having their tryouts and Bliss is like zooming past and you can tell she's like going so fast. I love that. But it's really like there's a way that it's done which is interesting because like Drew said, she's not like a sports person, but like you Mm -hmm. really get that vibe of like, you're there in the crowd and you're excited. Like they're just done really well. And maybe that's the cinematographer, but I just love all the Derby match shots. They're just awesome. Yep. Yep. Totally. Um, I'm just going to kind of jump to one of mine. Um, the, one of the shots that I love and the vibe of it is when the roller derby girls come into the, th- the thrift oh, store. Yes. And we talked about this briefly. Um, I don't actually know what song it is right at the top of my head, but I feel like the way that Bliss feels when she sees them is like, you can feel it. Um, yeah. Like they're making the girls look like really cool really aspirational (laughs) yeah um it's like slow-mo and they're like spinning and going backwards and yeah I love that part and they're like coming between the clothing racks in this cool shop like I don't know I just love that and I forgot like I get I had this moment where I was like that's such a cool shot like and it and it captures the feeling of it oh yeah you instantly know why bliss is like what I want to yeah. be part of this <laughs> yep yep um another one of my favorite and this is such a quick moment but I've noticed it every time so it's right before the pool scene and Oliver and Bliss Oliver's inside 7-Eleven and she's just sitting in the car looking at him through the window and the look is so true (laughs) like I Mm -hmm. every time I'm like yep I know exactly that feeling where you're looking at the guy that you're just like totally obsessed with and you're just like oh my god I'm so in love right now (laughs) and it's literally two seconds and it just nailed it nailed it it captures it well because I feel like it's that like pure early like thing where like it's I shouldn't say pure, but yeah, like, well, like um, first love. a naive, like the yeah. naive time when you like first meet somebody. Yeah. And maybe it is almost not just about like, like you said, first love, but it's, it's also like, even if it's early on in a relationship and you've had other relationships, like yeah. you have those moments where you Same, look at somebody like, from across the room uh... and it's like, uh, yeah, like it's, if it was a cartoon, she'd be like, you know, her, she'd have hearts in her eyes and. I don't know. So yeah, I agree. It's a really good shot. <laughs> Any other ones that you want to point out? Yeah. So um, just another one that I thought was a couple more that I have listed here, but one of the um, ones that I love for some reason and always makes me laugh is when Bliss and Pash are pretending they're going to go to a um, 
football game. Oh yeah. And they're like holding like wearing the jerseys and like holding these flags. <laughs> yeah. And like Hey, Team Spirit. They, yeah, and they keep like they wave them and then when they're like questioned, they like stop for a second and then they're like we love football. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like they're it's waving like, them again. So, yeah, and like they have like the sound of the flags is kind of like like I don't know. Something about it like every time makes me laugh and every time it comes up I'm like, yeah, this is again it's like a small scene but I think it like captures it very well the like lying but like trying to come off trying as so like, hard. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cute. Just talking about other scenes real quick. Well, like the food fight, it's like so classic and I feel like Drew had to put that in there like but I do want to just like give myself a little props that I have uh, the shirt that she wears in that scene, the orange Woo-hoo! shirt with the like white ringer. Uh, so Premier Props, which was like an eBay company that sold uh, genuine props and costumes from movies for a while. I don't know if they still exist, but they sold a lot from this movie. In fact, when I watched the movie, everything that had been listed, I like noticed. <laughs> That's kind cool. of funny. But that was the only one I was successful in winning, but it's pretty cool to have it. Uh, definitely. That's, that's a pretty special scene. And yeah. Like, I and really wanted, outfit. there's like a, I don't even know what the design is. I feel like there's like rainbows and pianos and stuff on her shirt, but it actually says Smashley Simpson on the back. Aww. I really wanted that one, but I never, you know, it's still out there. Somebody has it somewhere. If you want to send it my way, and, you know, it'll, it'll eventually end up in the museum <laughs> as will everything. It's meant to be. <laughs> It will. Um, uh, one other scene that I love, we've got a couple other scenes we can mention, but this is just one that I love is the pool scene. So I mentioned yeah. loving, I mentioned loving the, um, the song, but I also just love like the lighting and the lighting's I was, gorgeous. it's beautiful. Like not just when they're underwater, but when they're above water, mm-hmm. like they, they go into that room, like they're, they climb in through, like, I don't even understand how they're getting, where they're going or whatever, but like a they climb in pool or something. The maybe. song like starts. And um, I had this realization when I was watching the film and she like admits to her mother that she gave him everything. And there's no other- We'll talk about that. We've got some interesting info on that one. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's nothing. So I don't know. There's this kind of like symbolic thing. I'm like, is that the the symbolism for them making love? Is this underwater scene? And um, I, I just thought of this right now, but- in Donnie Darko, when uh, Donnie and Gretchen come down the stairs, you're oh, supposed to understand yeah. that that was like post-coital. Like post-coital. <laughs> I think in the commentary, they say something like, oh, like they yeah, just that's like, made love or like yep. something regarding Donnie Darko. But it's just like these kinds of things where it's like you're not showing the actual act and right. it's almost like more but powerful. But it's in- inferred. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, like, so I just... At the end of that scene, they're out of the pool and she like rests her head on his shoulder and her eyes are kind of just like, whoa. And you can kind of be like, eh, I know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's just a great scene. I don't want to miss this funny little tidbit. And I totally forgotten about this, but I remembered as I was watching the movie. So there's the scene where she's at the library at school and she goes on the computer and she goes to Oliver's fans website. Yeah. And then um, soon after her dad is looking at the Texas roller derby website and both yes. those websites were done by, um, as we mentioned before, our friend and our website host, Chris Basham. And he told me that they were very last minute. Like he like found out he needed to do it and had like a day. <laughs> And I, I'd forgotten that that was yeah, the case. Yeah, me too. Did you learn this like way back or did you? Yeah, I do okay. remember like knowing it after I watched the movie and saw the sites. I was like, wait a minute. And then I was like, am I remembering this right? And he was like, yep. <laughs> and I assume at that time that that was when he was hosting her official website. Yeah, I believe so. It has yeah. to be. That would make yeah. a lot of sense. But that's, that's so cool. That's pretty neat. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like a, it's a living prop kind of. Yeah, like, that's cool I don't know, it's, putting it. It's cool. Like, that's a really cool. Good job, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about the kitchen scene or did you have any others before that that you want to touch on? I think we can probably just go ahead and talk about the kitchen scene. Okay. So this is something I've never seen anyone ever notice except for myself. So props to me. <laughs> uh, and I only <laughs> noticed uh, years after seeing the movie, when I was rereading a little article from details, 1993. And I was like, Oh my God. So that scene where, you know, she's like, I gave him everything. And the mom, 
like sits up and she walks out of the room and she lights a cigarette and she comes back in and says, that's a lot to process. Mm -hmm. Well, Drew tells an incredibly similar story in details. So clearly this is pulled from her life. And uh, I'll just read the quote from details. So it says, Drew told her, her mom, about her latest adventure, sex. Drew's mother never smoked, but when Drew told her, she reached for one of Drew's cigarettes and lit up and said, I need to take this in for a while and I'll get back to you. (laughs) Like totally the same thing. Like Edmund Drew said, she like, you know, filled up her life's memories right. like a piggy bank and strewn them across the floor. <laughs> exactly. Like it's very, very possible that this was exactly that. Yeah, which I um, thought was really cool. And like it's such like no one would ever know that. It just yeah. happened to be years earlier. She'd mentioned it in an article. Yep. So there's some cool trivia for you guys. <laughs> good poll. Really good poll. Yeah. And it's a great scene. Totally. I see that you have a have a mention here about the ending with Oliver. Are you referring to like the end ending? I just love that it ends the way it does. So even though he's like, I didn't cheat on you. And maybe he didn't. But she's like, yeah, but you never called me in that whole month. And like, I'm over you. And I'm not going to hear your excuses. And like, yep. I'm and not going like, to wonder. You should have called. Yeah. Like, and she's just like, I got my own shit going on. Bye. Yep. <laughs> I just love that. Like, it's. Because you are really invested in it beforehand. Like you definitely are like, oh, they're falling in love. Mm -hmm. But when he screws up, it's like, see ya. (laughs) I've got my tribe over here and I'm good. I love it. (laughs) It's just a great touch. I like that a lot. Me too. Just another like Easter egg trivia thing I want to make sure we touch on. Um, The scene. So after Bliss and Pash finally make up and they go into this bathroom and it's got blue tile and they're talking and like making up. Um, Mm -hmm. That one was a tribute to a similar scene that's in um, that movie. Alice doesn't live here anymore. And I did. I do remember watching it when it was on the essentials, but I and I remember noticing that scene. But maybe, maybe you can find a screenshot of it somehow to show the comparison. Did you know that because of the essentials or did you know that from a, from no, a, um, gosh, I don't know where I learned it because it's not in any of the articles I read, but I learned it. Do at you some think point. you just noticed it or do you think it's no. you read? No, that's, I knew it. That's yeah. super cool. I yeah. love it. Um, and one other little like trivia sort of, oh, I guess before we get into this trivia thing, no, you know what? I'm going to talk about this first. <laughs> okay. Um, so you had mentioned the thing about Whole Foods and, um, and we were just, t- we were talking about like how they filmed certain establishing shots for Austin. Yeah. Ones um, that Drew really felt fit with the characters. Yes. And, um, there's a particular um, mural in the film. Do you think it's supposed to be like an alien or a frog? Like I, always I get alien vibe. Okay, so it's like a, a little alien, and it I think it says on the mural, "Hi, how are you?" Yeah. If it if it doesn't, like that's kind of what goes along with it. And um, I've read a couple things about it. So first of all, it's artwork by an artist musician named Daniel Johnson. He died in 2019, I believe. Um, he was relatively well known in Austin. Um, He worked at a McDonald's and would give out tapes of his music and would often like do little illustrations of of, um, like cute little things. Um, He also was known to be mentally ill. So a lot of his like music and his illustrations have like this kind of childlike kind of feeling to them, but in a very sweet and kind of beautiful way. at some point, I learned a little bit about him from someone I used to work for, um, but then I looked up about this Hi, How Are You cover, which is what that mural is of, and one one thing I read on Wikipedia is that um, there was a cult status around Daniel Johnston because Kurt Cobain was seen wearing the t-shirt of the artwork, oh. and it had been given to him. Then another thing I read about the mural is that it was the former site of a sound exchange record store, which it no longer is. And at some point it was going to be painted over and the neighborhood was like, do not like this is part of our history. I love that. And they saved it. So the mural, I believe still exists in the spot that it did. I don't know. I don't know Austin that well, but it was just kind of cool that that was used in the film. Well, Oliver wears the shirt as well at one point. Yeah, that too. And I, I, I think I have it in my notes, but I forgot to say that, that that shirt is worn in the pool scene. Oh, it's the pool um, scene that he wears in there. Okay. Yep. Yep. Perfect. So that's another like it's like kind of like they it really gives it like Austin. It's yeah. very interesting. Like 
And I think after that, I didn't really, I was like, wait, I recognize that. I feel like I've seen it before. And then like later having like framed other illustrations by Daniel Johnston, like I kind of oh, cool. started to understand and, and his music has a very like lovely kind of, it's hard to describe, like you should just check it out. Okay. Um, cool info. Yeah. And then um, the last thing we, we, like we both kind of were like, yes, about is the bloopers <laughs> and deleted scenes like Charlie's Angels at the end of the film. Yeah, the end the credits. credits. Yeah, it's such yeah. a great touch. Um, I mean, it's really similar to Charlie's Angels, actually. And I always but... love bloopers. Oh, like, I know. Bloopers always make me so happy. It's such a fun thing to see. And you just like, you can really tell in the Whippet ones that like, they're just having so much fun on set. Like everybody yeah. is, even the ones that aren't bloopers, but maybe they're outtakes or whatever. Like the yeah. vibe is just there. And it's like, I love all the shots for each person too, that they like freeze on and like put the, yeah. you know, the actor's name as the character's yeah. name. It's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Super fun. I mean, like, I really like that vibe and I feel like it ends the film on such a, like the film ends on a high note anyway. And then just like to have that like playful. Yeah. Then you thing. kind of like, it, it was the same thing with Charlie's Angels. Like I remember walking out of the movie, just being like, woo, like all pumped yeah. up and it kind of yeah. gives you that same like well, joyful feeling. And I'm feeling. thinking about like, isn't it all the small things? Is yeah. that the song? They <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in the first Charlie's Angels, like, yeah. Oh, anyway. oh, I can't wait to talk to... about Charlie's Angels when we oh. eventually do that. Like, that'll be so much fun. I don't fun. know if we have any magazines to pull research for. On... Mm. That wasn't a very promoted movie. <laughs> yeah, there might be like maybe two and they'll probably just say the same thing. So let's not even bother. <laughs> so maybe we can get McG on. Oh, oh, that'd be cool. We love that'd McG. be super cool. We do. And, you know, funny enough, that was his directorial debut. So, oh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. Hmm, cool. Uh, so when we do our McG podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hi, McG. Oh, geez. So, man, this is a long one, but we really wanted to get everything in there. Like, we, there's a lot of cool information. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to be excited about with this movie. And, yep. you know, hopefully, maybe people, it will keep like having new audiences that discover it. I would, I think it's really cool. I hope so. Yeah. So thanks, thanks for sticking with us. Oh, yeah. Hopefully you liked all of our information. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you again for tuning in. We would really appreciate, don't zone out because you hear every podcast say this, but we really <laughs> want you to rate and review and subscribe. We still don't have a lot of ratings and come on, we're fun. Give us five stars. <laughs> Please. <laughs> and then come on over and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at how do you drew pod. And here's another reminder to send us listener mail at how do you drew pod at gmail.com. Again, it can be comments and can be your own stories. It can be literally anything. Tell and us might... what you thought the first time you saw whip it. Like anything. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. You know, you, even if your feedback is just like our little Mila. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, we want to hear it. <laughs> we want to hear it. And uh, thanks again. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye. How Do You Drew podcast is brought to you by Ashley and Anne from thedrewseum.com. Our theme song is by our dear friend Matt Costa. Thank you for listening and see you next time.